comes in there, the cross comes in, Elliot goes up there, and it's in the back of the net! Jason Price is the scorer! Welcome to another episode of the HCFC Hub podcast. I'm your host, Bendit Ferriby, joined again by Tom Griffin. And once again, we've got another special guest joined by Jason Price. Jason, how are you doing? Yeah, good, pal. Thanks, yeah. Tom, you was good as well? Yeah, great to have another uh, good guest on in Jason. So it'll be great to get some uh, thoughts about his time at City. So Jason, what are you currently doing with yourself after you retired from football? Um, I started my own business up, uh, gas engineer, plumbing. Uh, I don't like, I don't be like, I don't like being called a plumber though, because obviously I do the gas. It's like being in the army. It's like being a marine, sorry, and <laughs> calling you an army, being in the army. It's not a. I do gas and water. Yeah, yeah sounds sounds good, mate. Um, so, what what year did you retire? Uh, twenty twelve, twelve or thirteen. Yeah, yeah. So you, you, you left them um, uh, guys, didn't you? Well, you was at Markham. You went to quite yeah. a few clubs, didn't you? After City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I finished. I was, I was living in Leeds, and um, I, I, was, I was going to Markham, which took like two and a half hours. So when I was thirty-five, and just started doing my head in because I was sub. I was, I was only playing now and again. I was only starting so many games, so I just cancelled the contract, and then I went to Geisley, and that was a bit of a farce as well. Two, that's a lot. That's a big trick, that, isn't it? Two and a half hours just to sit on the bench. So I'm not surprised you got fed up in the end. You play, obviously, if you're in football, you want to play. You don't want to be just sat on the bench and pondering about, especially you know, at age 35. I mean, all you want to do is just play for the last part of your career. Yeah, well, it was a five hour, two and a half hours there, two and a half hours back. So it was just like a five hour trek for two hours of training. It was just, a, it was just doing my head in. I just, and I'd lost the love for football as well. I, I, I'd literally lost bit of a love for football because I knew my career was coming to an end so I just I just cancelled my contract I just went in the manager's office and said I just need to go home I, I, can't, I can't handle this anymore I think that's an issue quite obviously once you get to the, the end of your career it's it's quite hard to once you fall out of love it's just best to walk away I think but yeah definitely mate yeah it was it was it was, it was, it was the right decision because like I said I was just I was, I was bored of football yeah that's not good, is it? Especially no. if, you know you want you once loved it. So no, when you mm. not when you got people paying to go into stadiums to watch you win, and then you're there and you're like, do I really want to be here? It's not it's not fair on the fans. It's not fair on yourself. It's not fair on the club. Do you know what I mean? So I thought I'd call it a day. Moving on to your early career, was there a moment where you ever thought you'd make it as a professional footballer? Um, no, I knew I was I knew I was good because when do you know when you play in school with your friends? You, you yeah. Like, I'd always make comments of, I'm too good for this. Because they still bring it up now. <laughs> After a couple of pints, they still bring it up. Because obviously, you always talk about school and that when you were your best best mates. And um, yeah, they bring it up. But um, I knew I was good. I, w- I, w- I didn't know. I didn't think I'd make it though as a professional. But I I had a lot of luck on the way. Um, I w- when I was playing, one of the boys broke his leg, which obviously is not good for him. And that obviously then that made a space available, so I slotted into the play. I was right back at the time. Just one, one of the guys broke his leg, and 
Steve Jones broke his leg in the playoffs. Yeah. So you got like with football, you have to have a bit of luck, and that was my bit of luck. Yeah, that's true. I think obviously you're waiting in the wings, and what happens? You know, the guy breaking his leg, it's unfortunate, but then that's your opportunity there to show that you're, you know, you're willing and worth, and that you're, you know, capable at that level. Yeah, yeah, I was. Well, at the time, I'm obviously still learning because we we got through to the, the playoff final. Uh, a Wembley and mm. I want to play right back but the training session before because I was only 17 18 and the training session before I was horrific um, and I think well Jan Moby was manager and I was left out of the squad I was the 17th man but I think I was starting up until that training session I think he, he must have thought that it, I was overwhelmed by everything because obviously playing a Wembley in front of fallouts, 70, 70, 80,000. Yeah, that's, that's big, that, yeah. Yeah, I think it would, I think, I don't think it would have got to me, but I don't think at the time I was good enough to do, to make it, to, to play at that stage, if I'm honest with myself. Because I've watched myself a couple of times when I was younger and I'm looking, I'm thinking, wow, how bad was I? No, <laughs> because so, um, on YouTube, there's a couple of games of the Swansea versus like uh, in the Welsh Cup and that. Yeah. And Watching myself and thinking, bloody hell, I was bad. I think that's with everything though. As you as you grow mature and everything, I'm I'm like a journalist now, and I've been doing it for three and a half years. And when I look at my first work three and a half years ago, I cringe and think how bad I was. But you know, you make them improvements, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. every day's a learning. Even now, I'm learning. Even now, when I play, I play Harrogate vets, and I'm still learning now. Exactly, you never you never stop learning. You mentioned there about Jan Mulby. Obviously, he came to City later on, but. And um, what was it like to work under Mulby? It was all right, mate, because that's all he done was football. Everything was just football. <coughs> and he was the best five-a-side player I've ever seen. Biggest, <laughs> really? Like the biggest ass in the world. Like, <laughs> you couldn't get the ball off him because he knew where he was. He'd block you with his he'd block you with his backside. So you couldn't get to the ball. And he was just flicking the ball outside his foot, inside his foot. He was doing everything. And that was him. <laughs> yeah. Well, well on his way down, and you're looking going like he's diff- He's a class act. Different grade, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you always think you want to play, obviously, Premiership, and then you, you, you're watching players who've been there on their way down. You think, wow. You, you can see that. You can see the reason, can't you? Yeah, yeah. It's a different world up there. Different world. But that was like because he was top, wasn't he? Because Liverpool were near the top of the Prem, and he were playing. You know, like you know, he's special. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. That's interesting. That because um, we spoke to Stuart Green, and he said that Jan Mulby put a lot of faith in him when he was first at City, but a lot of senior players perhaps didn't warm to him. So I don't know whether it was a way of him treating the younger players differently. Yeah, he did. It was the same as Swansea. Like the game I watched was we played Barry Town in a Welsh Cup. We lost two one, and he played the first team. And afterwards, he absolutely hammered the centre halves. I think it was Christian Edwards and Keith Walker played, and we we did we did get bullied to be fair by by Barry Town. They were they were full time, but they were only Welsh League. Mm, yeah, and we got bullied. And afterwards, I, I was when I watched, I was awful in that game. That was a game I wonder about when I was awful. I was thinking myself, how, how am I even a footballer? <laughs> and then um, yeah, Yamobi hammered them to after the game. That's not the right way to go about. That's how you lose the dressing room if you just hammer two players and when the yeah. the whole team's been poor. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we were we were awful, mate. The old team was awful, but he just hammered the older ones. He, he left the younger ones to it. Yeah, that's. Because like, they they don't they take less less of the SHIT as they say. Yeah, I think he thought that the centre backs were senior players. He thought oh, they can take the brunt of criticism, and handle it. Whereas if he was dishing out to you, you're coming up as you know professional footballer, then. You know, he perhaps thought you wouldn't be able to take it. Yeah, possibly, mate, possibly. But I was a bit, like, stunned when he... Obviously, because I've not seen that for, like, 20 years, 20 years plus. I'm looking, I'm thinking, wow, I can't believe you just said that. But then, it is football. We did play rubbish, and they are the older... I mean, they, they like you say, they should be able to take it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. So, obviously, you'd have played against City quite often. So what was it like playing at Booford Park? Um, yeah, like I was saying, it was, uh, that was my first, my first goal I scored against Hull without my football boots on because I had the ball of goalkeepers because I snapped my stud. Um, we lost, we got hammered 7-4. So it was a game to remember. Um, and the stadium was on his, the stadium was a bit rough and ready yeah, when yeah. it Way out the stadium because I think that's I think you might have been planning for a new one by then, ish. But yeah, that um, no, was, was a memorable game, but in in a bad way. So then you obviously Certainly. Moved, <laughs> so then you obviously moved to Brentford, and I presume um, that's when you met Ben Burgess. He's the one that got me the whole move. Actually, if it weren't for Ben, I wouldn't have got the whole move because he he phones me. Yeah, I was at Brentford with him. We had a good time at Brentford. Um, yeah, he phoned me up and said, "Oh, we need a we, Peter Taylor needs a right, uh, right, right-sided player." He said. So I phoned Peter Taylor. Peter Taylor said, "I need a right back," and I didn't like playing right back. I played. I like. I enjoyed playing right wing. So I said, "Oh yeah, I'll play right back just to get to Hull." And he said, "Oh well, I, I suppose I could put you on the right wing," and then I signed and. So obviously you moved to City in 2003. How did that, obviously the move came about through Ben. Um, were you prepared to drop down a level just to get more first team action? Yeah, yeah. When, when, when Triple B told me about uh, Hull and obviously they were having 23, 24,000 fans when they had a new stadium mm. as well. And they only need two. Do you know what I mean? It, it's, it's, it's a no-brainer because obviously you get promoted, you're going to fall out, you get promoted. And they, they were going places as well at the time. Yeah. And you read in, after, after I spoke to Peter Taylor and he, he told me a, a, a story about what's, what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. It was a no-brainer, man. What was it like scoring on your debut in front of so many fans against Starlings? Oh, they were brilliant. They were class. I think I set, I set Alton Thelwell up for, for his one. I scored my one. I was on fire, mate. Yeah, I was. When I when I signed for Hull, obviously I left Tranmere, and I would think I was twenty five. I was coming into my own. I felt I felt unstoppable. Unless I pulled hands. I think players <laughs> reach that point, don't they? Where it happens, like people say, you at your prime, you late twenties, but some obviously mid twenties, like yourself. So, um, just depends, doesn't it? But. What was it sort of like playing with the likes of Burgess and Allsop at that time? Yeah, like we we had the two best strikers in that league at the time. 
like we had Elliot on the left, myself on the right, we had a good midfield and the defence was solid. So we knew we knew we were going to go places that season. And we got I think we we got automatic, didn't we? Second yeah. cast. Yeah, what was it? It was, it was the right thing was on the wall from the start. Mm. It was it was like they say, round ball, round pegs. Yeah, what was it? Yeah. What was what was Stuart Elliott like to to play with? Because we spoke to um, Greeny about this. He said that ability-wise, he wasn't actually uh, the best that he, he played with. So I was wondering. Uh, with your respect, he had a shot on him. He could head. He could score an head from outside the box. He's the only person I know who could score an head from outside the box. <laughs> and he, his shot was unstoppable. But like I say, he was similar to me. He didn't have the best skill in the world. I didn't have the best. I could just, I knew where to make runs. Hmm. I had six cents of where to make my runs. And he had the six cents, went to shoot, they went to Eddie. <laughs> Only his, his were going in far more than mine. If you look at some of the goals that Elliot scored and, you know, wow, like, <laughs> I remember that volley. Well, she's seen it back on video, that volley and from near the halfway line. It was incredible. Oh, mate, he's, um, he's world is dude, Elliot. Yeah, you scored a hat trick against Doncaster. Was that the first year career? Your professional yeah, career. I scored two against Rochdale when I was a Swansea, and I, I should have had a hat trick if one of the boys had squared it to me. And it's always in the back of your mind: Am I ever going to score an hat trick before I finish football? And obviously, um, the I think I done a lot for the third goal. For the first goal, the keeper come out, didn't he? Try to punch you, and mm. I beat him to the yeah, there. And then the second goal was a debatable handball. Well, I don't think it was handball, but all the Doncaster defence put their hands up for handball. And then the third one, I took a long throw. And I just followed my throw in, I think. And the keeper palmed it out to me and said, there you go, mate, have an hat-trick. <laughs> right on a play. <laughs> I couldn't believe I scored that. Even when I scored, I was just like overwhelmed. I didn't know what to do. If you have a look at my celebration, yeah, didn't know what to do. I just some, done something really stupid. Which I know I do stupid things all the time, but that was just off the cuff. That I didn't plan that because I didn't know what to do because I'd scored an hat trick. One of the main things I've always wanted to do in my football career, and it did was it a make, yeah, twenty-five thousand or twenty-four thousand. Did it make it even more special that it was such a significant game? Because obviously Doncaster were near the top as well. Yeah, yeah, always, yeah, always, mate. Yeah, like you say, I think we were top two going at it, and I, I was, I was in the zone in that game. I was in, I was on. We, we all played that, and we've all played brilliant. Mm. And I'm just get yeah, a hat trick in my career. I'm Another pivotal fan. game of that season was the Yeovil promotion game. Uh, can you describe like what that what that was like? Yeah, that was. Another, I I tweaked my hamstring in that game so I didn't play but I was sub and I come on but I couldn't run flat out because my hamstring was still dodgy <laughs> I didn't want to tell Peter Taylor because I wanted to be at the game mm. um, yeah but that was that was amazing that that was because I'd been promoted to Swansea which was really good because that was against Rotherham and that was a weird game and then obviously I got another promotion and second promotion with Hull which was brilliant just the way just the way we done it because I think Ash, Ashby scored, uh, was it left foot shank? Yeah. yeah. Right footed Kayla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, I think he scored a yeah, top bins or something. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it was, it was classmate. And then I think we played Bristol Rovers in the next game, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, last game. Party come on. Yeah. Come on, I scored. And I'd go straight back off because my hamstring went. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have them? Um, was that a recurring theme throughout your career, your hamstring? Or was that just something that was just no, temporary? I, I pulled my hamstring at least twice a season. So I'm, I'm, you're looking at eight weeks of that. Eight weeks of my career, I'd always be out. Yeah, at least I you know what dog- he was going to get with you. Yeah, I just had dodgy hamstrings. Uh, anything I do, even now, I, t- I, t- I played last Sunday and I, t- uh, sorry, played on Monday last week and I took you for the hamstring. And I- so it's just, yeah, I think, I, I think I, when God made me, I think he just gave me all the bits left over. Dodgy hamstrings. <laughs> oh, yeah, not even hamstrings. I think he just gave me some string. The string and just sold in because it's oh man, I just they just go all the time. So, so was that season like the best in your career? Because it was your high scoring season, at least at City. Yeah, it was, mate. It was every everything when I signed for Hull, everything was brilliant. Everything was the team, the team were brilliant, the city were brilliant. As a as a group, the fans were amazing. And where I lived, I lived in Beverly. And, he, and that place was amazing. Everything about Hull was amazing. Hull and Beverly and everything was uh, surrounded football. Because obviously, I see Hull as end of the like it's the end of the motorway, end of the world kind of thing. Mm. Where the next nearest teams, our our and the bits, is Leeds. Yeah, I think Sheffield. You know what I mean? So you get you get your fans there. Your fans are hardcore fans. There are loads of hardcore fans. Whereas. If you're in the middle of somewhere with a couple of premiership teams, you're not getting your hard core fans. Mm. The fans who support two teams. But we all, you, you had your hard core. And it was just like a... And because we were winning all the time, it was like one big happy family. Ben, I think Ben researched about um, how there was like two groups in the squad, like the Beverly boys and the Rough boys. Is that, is that true? Yeah, it was. Yeah, we had that. Uh, because obviously... Uh, well, yeah, it was me, Alton, Delaney, Ben... Um, Oh, well, else was it? I think it was one or two other boys. And we were... Because obviously 50 Cent had just... Not just come out, but 50 Cent was saying B-Unit all the time, wasn't he? Mm. But we'd yeah. always say, walk in the change room, then we go like, B-Unit! <laughs> it was just crazy. And then the... Bra- what other the sort of dressing room banter was there as well? Like I say, it was, two, it was two groups messing around. It weren't two groups... Like, obviously, in training, we come in in one car, and obviously, they'd come in, and the, the Breath Boys would come in their cars. And then we'd just have a bit of banter. But then after that, it's all one, one did team then. Yeah, I think you've got, I think it's important in addressing to have that, be able to have that connection and banter. And that's obviously one of the reasons why City made like such a fast rise up with visions. I think, you know, you were, there was like a tight, you could tell there was like a tight knitted squad. And when you have that sort of banter and togetherness, and you know, that's one of the reasons why you have success, I think. Yeah, it is, mate. It is. It's, 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 if, you get a, if you get a square peg trying to get in a round hole, it's not going to happen, is it? So if you get a bad egg, it's not going to happen. And to be fair, the signings all linked in quite well. They were all you know, nice guys, friendly guys, good players. So you have a buzz. You have a buzz around. You, you get you get a bit of confidence from the change rooms off the boys, the aura off the boys, off they give you, you give them. Do you know what I mean? If you're playing with good players, then you're gonna you're gonna play better. If you're playing with rubbish players, you're not gonna play as good unless you're Ronaldo.
So what was what were the expectations going into the um, League One season, especially when we signed them, the likes of Barnby? Oh, I mean, Barnby was a he was a massive name before he even come, and then when he come in the change rooms, when he entered the change rooms, you're like, wow, he's beaten Germany. He played in the team that beat Germany five one, mm. and you're like, like he, he was a good player anyway. Yeah, yeah. Then, that was so fresh in the minds, wasn't it? Like a few years yeah, after, yeah. wasn't it? So it's... And then we've we've signed obviously Paul signed him, and he's coming to change rooms. He's, he was a he was a good he was a decent guy. He was he was a good player still, and he just bring that extra bounce to the team. So I'm guessing yeah, he had having like that a, sort of player. Guessing he had like a massive influence on like your style of play and all the others. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. when you get a player like that coming in, it's it gives you another, it gives you an extra lift because you're like, he's been in the Premiership, he's been this, he's been played for England, he's done, he's done all, he's done nearly everything in football he could possibly do. And he's come in and playing in your team. So you have to dig that little bit. I'd say dig deeper, but obviously you, you want to play as well as you can. But when you've got a player like that, who can give you balls differently from other players. Because hmm. obviously in his mind, he can still play a pass that most players can't play and little things. So it, yeah. it, it, it's, a, it's a massive that that extra two or three percent is massive in football. Any any team you've played for, is there anyone in terms of ability or just someone you know that you played with you but, fought as you know could rather well, like back going back to Yamobi, he was he was a, he was he was a different player as if he didn't move, but he could pass the ball. Nick Barmy could run around and pass the ball, but differently to what Yamobi could do. Yamobi could Ping a 70, 60 yard, 70 yard pass with the outside of his foot just by flicking it. Do you know what I mean? Whereas Barnby wouldn't have to look at you when he'd flick you in. Yeah, more intricate, wasn't he? More yeah, like yeah. a. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that, that. Going back to that team, we had a really good, strong team for League One. So when, when, yeah. did, the, um, when did the players believe that getting back to back promotions was a possibility? Well, I think I think when we were in League Two, when, when you're looking at your team in League Two and you're thinking, we're not being arrogant or big-headed, we think we're too good for this team. And then when we did get promoted, you're looking at the League One, you're thinking, we can do. Obviously, you've added a couple of players, you're thinking we can do this again. Mm. We did, but because if, if you don't believe you're going to get promoted, there's no point playing football. Yeah, there's no point because you need targets. If you haven't got a target in football. You're just playing for fun and there's no point. You might as well just go and play Sunday League. So was that something that, like, when you first signed Peter Taylor, like, set out that you were just going to go straight through these divisions and sign the players that we did? No, and you... like you said, in my mind, you know, because I'd already been playing in League One anyway. Yeah. I, dropped, I knew the standard. Yeah, standard yeah. Good players, yeah. We should get promoted again. And obviously, you had an ex-England manager who was a good manager. And you had all your good players, and if, as long as you ain't got ain't got too many bad eggs in the team, you're gonna you're gonna go, you're gonna go up, and that's what we did. You didn't make an uh, appearance until the four 0 defeat at Huddersfield. Was it like a strange time to make you know make an appearance due to uh, Peter Taylor's England commitment? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think that see, I pulled me, I pulled me hamstring, didn't I? That end of that league two. I pulled my hamstring and Peter Taylor wanted me in all the time. 
I couldn't go. He wouldn't, he, he wouldn't let me go on holidays, but I went away for a weekend. And he had the ump, so he didn't play me for the first bit, bit of the games. But yeah, when I played, obviously, losing's horrible, man. It's, it's, it's not nice when you lose and you're like, it, it drains you a bit. And obviously, as long as, as, long as the fans know you, you're trying, because the worst thing in football is losing and for the fans but to look like you've not been trying. Yeah. That's when fans are like, Ooh, you know what I mean? That's when they're not happy and they start getting on your back and then your confidence goes down a bit and then it's hard to get confidence back up. And you pay, you're playing passes that you don't normally play. Mm. So it's yeah, it's um, it's, it's all that. But like I said, we we had a good, we had a, we had an extremely good team for that league, man. I like to think that City fans are quite forgiving when things are going wrong. Would you say that that's the case? And was there any other teams that you played for where fans got on your back quite quickly if things were going wrong? Uh, you could, I could whisper Millwall. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got a story if you have to. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, just it, it, like all fans, they, they want you to win. They, they, I, it's not intentional. They're going to boo you, or but if, like I say, if they see you're not trying, then you are. You, you boo anybody because they're paying good money to come in for you to watch you win. <clears throat> and if you don't win and you're not trying, then they've got a right to boo. <clears throat> but it don't, obviously it don't help the team, but. They've got their rights to do that. So, you only, you, um, in terms of goals, you only managed to get two that season, but was one one of them was against Tranmere. Was that like a special moment for you scoring such a, in a massive game? Because obviously they were close behind us in the league at that point, with it being an old club as well. I got more than two, didn't I? In the league. All oh, right, in the league. All oh, right. Um, yeah, mate, it's always good players going against the old team. Always good against the old team. I don't care what anybody says. You score against your old teammate. Deep down, it's, it's, it's brilliant. <clears throat> Obviously, I, you're, you're in it. You're in it to win it, as they say. You're mm. old. So, yeah, scoring, scoring the tram was good because obviously I left. The fans got on my, on my case saying, no, I wanted more money, blah, 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 which weren't the case because tram were going to half my wage and mm. I weren't on a anyway. And I thought, well, I might just go non-league if that's the case, because non-league would have been getting more if they'd half my wage. So that's the reason I left. And then when I'm playing against Tramier, they, they were booing me, calling money grabber and that. And I was like, nah, I'm not having this. So obviously scoring was uh, was nice. Yeah. This, uh, what's your thoughts on like celebrating against all teams? Some people think oh, it's disrespectful, but if you're getting bad treatment, then I don't see a reason why you shouldn't celebrate. Yeah, if, I, if, I, if I'm playing against an old team and I'm getting booed, then I'm going to celebrate. I don't care who's... If they're not booing me, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't celebrate. But I think when I was at Doncaster, we played Swansea and I scored. But before that, I was being called a jippo and everything. They were booing me and everything. I, I scored yeah. and I just beat them. Yeah, but they have the right to do that. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah, so, so um, I, great when I scored. Which um, which promotion was better in your opinion, the first or the second? Um, different reasons, mate. The first one was because everything just perfectly went together. The first season, everything perfectly went together. Like I say, when I moved to Hull, when I moved to Beverly, sorry, and then the fans were brilliant. Everything was just brilliant. 
the boys are classed, the teammates are classed, that the, everything was better. And then obviously the second year, I think we moved training ground. I don't know if we, I think we might have moved training ground, I think. Um, and everything was just a bit different. I, obviously, mm. you, had, you had players coming in, more players coming in, big names come, bigger names coming in than yourself, and you're like, ooh. But we hit the ground running again. But like you say, I, the, the both promotions are class, but for different reasons. Yeah. <clears throat> what was that summer like personally for, you know, you saw quite a lot of sort of bigger names coming in. Did it sort of change the dynamic of the squad? Um, I want dynamic. It's just <clears throat> you, you're more under pressure for your place because you got better players coming in. You're like, oh, you're looking over your shoulder now, thinking, oh, am I going to be playing next season? Which I think that season I struggled a little bit. I did struggle a little bit even when I was fit. Mm. I think um, Ryan France played right wing, didn't he? Quite a bit. Yeah, he played a lot in League One. Yeah, so I was I was coming on a sub, and I I just couldn't. I couldn't nail down my place, but France, France was doing really well, so I couldn't. I couldn't have no complaints. Going into the um, 2005-06 season, we spoke to um, Greeny about this as well, and he said that he couldn't notice the um, difference in quality straight away in the first game. I looked at the um, team from that game. You came on as a sub, so was that like an instant? Um, What's the what's the phrase? Instant like, notice of the step up in quality. Which game was this? The um, QPR game, first game in the championship season. All oh, right. Um, I can't remember. I'd always wanted to play because I could have gone Huddersfield that season. Mm. I was good. I met with Peter Jackson. I was going to go Huddersfield, but I said to him, "I need to play in the championship." No, because I didn't know if I was ever going to get another chance. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, I, the only thing, the thing with me, I weren't consistent enough. I think I could have played championship a lot longer than I did. It's just I wasn't consistent enough. Which I think is, it takes more to be consistent, as in, in terms of the way you look after yourself and, you know, the way you look after your body and stuff and maybe the quality and stuff and the hours you put in the training ground, does it take much more to reach that level? Yeah, definitely. I was, single, I was a single guy living on my own. As a footballer, I wasn't bad looking. You know what I mean, <laughs> so no, it was it, it's it, it was hard because I didn't have anybody to guide me, kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like Peter Taylor called me a couple of times, said that I, I was I don't believe you're living. You know what I mean? To to a high to a standard that you should, but I didn't have anybody to guide me because you, you I know I'm a man. I'm a I'm an adult. But a football career is completely different to anything else. Mm. And when I was a Swansea, I was a bit of a rebel, as in doing that. Do you know what I mean? And then obviously with Hull, I'd calmed it. I'd you're trying to focus on things, but at the same time, you're like you, you got you got everything because you're because you're a footballer and you, you you got you're on decent money. Everything's just and you're trying to you're trying to keep your feet on the ground and do it. No, but yeah, I think going back to that question, mate. I think if I if I'd eaten right, if I'd done this, then that, I think I could have been more consistent. I think it's hard for footballers. Uh, you know, people take advantage; they're earning a lot of money and stuff. But that you know, the twenty, you know, the twenties of your life, 
the years of your life are meant to be like the best and you know people going out drinking creating memories and stuff but then you're you're a footballer you're not allowed to go out and drink and stuff so I think it takes it does take a lot of dedication to become um, a footballer in general and obviously even more de- dedication to become a you know a footballer at the highest level so obviously oh, okay. I understand that you know it's so much harder than people think when I finished as soon as I finished being a pro I was so excited to drink on a Friday Seriously, the, the, the excitement for me to drink on a Friday was unreal, mate, when I finished football because I've, I've never done it before. Yeah. It was a different, even with holidays, like, because I finished football, even like a couple of years after I finished football, um, a couple of boys went, oh, do you fancy going away in, I think it was April. I went, I can't. And I went, <laughs> oh, and I'm thinking, I said, no, yes, I can, yeah. But it's just automatic. Yeah. Just, because you're drilled in football, football, everything's football, football, football. You're drilled in, and even even now I've got to have a like. Do you want to go on holidays in December or something? I'm like, I can't. Oh yes, I can. Still, last I I finished. I finished nine years ago. So even sort of pre-season, um, when you'd go, obviously, you know, the off-season after football yeah. ended, um, was you allowed to sort of let yourself go a bit and have a blowout, or did you still sort of keep yourself regimented and grounded and? Realize that you're not allowed to sort of go overboard with it a bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like you go away for a couple of weeks, and then two weeks before you back, you start building that fitness back up. As you do, you have to yeah. wait because you go back without any running or anything. You you you're going to be behind, miles behind. So you have yeah. to. You have to. They say you get eight weeks off, but realistically, you only get five or six. Because you have to start training again for that season. And now it's much more relentless as well. You, you're looking, the football's looking to probably get like three weeks off properly, you know, especially with like the international tournaments that are going on. So it's, yeah. it's obviously hard. Like you don't really get that chance to recharge properly before you're back at it again. So Yeah, plus football getting faster and you've got to be fitter. Even, even like from when I was playing, I think it's, it's even gone a little tiny bit more fitter from when I was playing, if I'm honest. Yeah. Every, everything is just drilled in now. It? Food, you have to take this food, you train for this long, your heart rate's got to be this much. And you much know, more technical, isn't it? Yeah. Make sure you're at the right level and stuff. So even the lower leagues are running around with the GPS on, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and when I was finishing ish, they just started coming out. I think the bigger boys, the premiership, were doing it. And they were just coming down the leagues. But now, I know they do it regular now. What was it like when um, Ian Ashby got injured in the early part of that season? Did that have a massive impact on the rest of the squad, knowing that the main lead was not going to be fit for, I think it was six or seven months at least? Yeah, well, yeah. When, when when one of your main players gets injured, then obviously you're thinking, oh, like, what, do we, what do we do now? Because um, he, was, he was the stopper. You know what I mean? He he, he killed plays. <clears throat> he was the one in front of the back four that stopped all the plays, broke all the play up. He was like he was uh, the Makaleli, I think, the white Makaleli. Yeah, there was there was no one like him in the squad. I don't think that was able to do that job. You had your yeah. sort of technical players, and you had the likes of Stuart Green that was better fair before. But in terms of someone's a break up player and stuff, the, the only one that was capable of doing it to a high level was Ashby. So. Yeah, you just break up the opposition's play. 
and then you lay it off. It just you need you need everybody in the team to do a certain job. <clears throat> like I say, he was out for he was out for a while, so you, you sort of dig in a little bit more because you know you have to because obviously you've lost a, you lost a, a decent player who was your your point man in front of the back four. Do you know what I mean? And then it's, it's it, it, losing anybody who's who's one of your main players made it hard. So, yeah, you can see, you know, it's, it's a modern example now, but obviously Liverpool, you know, losing Van Dijk and the impact of that, that had on them this season, you know, it's, it's, it's underestimated how losing one player can have such a big impact on the team. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I don't care what team you're, you're at. If one of your main players gets injured for the long term, it, 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 affect, it does affect the team. What was it like um, playing and scoring in the Yorkshire derbies against Leeds um, and Chef Wednesday? And Sheffield United as well. Uh, Sheffield United. Yeah. I did. I did. I scored. I did score against Leeds. Eh? No, it was. It was the other two. All right. Yeah, <clears throat> I remember them games. Clear as day. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because that that man, that six weeks of Hull was my best in my career. Because I'd had a, a dispute with Peter Taylor, and I weren't playing. And then I come in. I come in for them games, and we played Leicester. I had man the match against Leicester. Um, I scored the last minute volley against Sheffield Wednesday. I scored against Sheffield United. Uh, we played Stoke away. We, we beat Stoke. So yeah, I, I literally had, that was the best I'd ever played. Was that Sheffield United goal the best goal you've ever scored? It is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Left foot, yeah, because because I've won the ball on the right, um, and then I think Ashby's gone in with somebody, tackled the ball, and they both parted, and the ball was there. And I've just seen Paddy Kenny in the goal, obviously. And then I've just, I knew, as, soon as, I, as soon as I hit that ball, I knew it was in. It was going in, yeah. And then I've seen Paddy Kenny climbing the ladder. Trying to get, <laughs> but he couldn't get to it. But yeah, that's that's my best goal I've ever scored. It's like when Dino scored in the playoff final, as soon as he hit it, I knew that I saw him. I don't know if you've seen the documentary, it's um, Dino's, but he said as soon as he hit it, you just knew it was going in. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, watched, I was watching that game at, uh, in the hotel because we were we were at Wembley the next day with Doncaster against Leeds. Yeah, that was going to be our next talking boy, actually. Like, what was what was that like seeing City get promoted to the Premier League? Oh, I was classmate because I was I was nervous watching the game, and my game was the next day, so I mm. double. With I was nervous, obviously, on the Saturday, and I was nervous on the Sunday. But normally, you're just nervous on the one game. But all my, I'm, it just, obviously it was going nil nil. And when, when Windass, when that ball went to him, and he, as soon as he hit it, even the fans knew straight away he was going in. Yeah. I think um, Stuart Elliott was playing for Doncaster at that point as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, he was there. He come, we travelled in together. With the conversation was a bit, um, I like that. I was going, yeah, no bad. How was he doing? You're fair, yeah. Because he was... Um, he was Christian, wasn't he? Yeah, he was Christian, yeah. So I, I, I respected what he'd done. So I couldn't swear. I couldn't tell him my stories of what I'd done the night before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When, uh, when the chicken dippers... <laughs> when anybody knows the strippers. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Couldn't <laughs> be talking to him about that. So <laughs> his conversation was quite blunt, really. I was still good mates with him. Mm. But he just... Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Who else do you keep in touch with from, you know, your City days? Do you still keep in touch with any of the players that you played with? Um, well, Thel, I speak to Thelwell, Alton Thelwell. Yeah. Uh, Burgess, I speak to Burgess. Yeah, Burgess. Delaney's gone off the radar because I did speak to him quite often, but he's gone off the radar now. Um, yeah, he's hung up his boots now, I think, and he, Delaney. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe a few years ago, I think it was. Well, I'll play. Well, I'll speak to um, from Hull. I've seen Ashby a couple of times, but I've been up Hull mm. doing a couple of, couple of um, presentations and that. Uh, speak to Windass well if he's, if he's in the presentation I'll speak to him a bit um, I think that's it man it's not I, I'm friends with a few of them on Facebook but you don't really you just say you don't mean happy birthday blah 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 you don't really have a yeah yeah I get that as well to be honest some people that you, you just talk to them sometimes but you know you don't really see him but that's yeah. normal yeah it is isn't it? yeah yeah well, I was, I'm, I'm I'm still really good mates with uh, Alistair Benson, but he didn't make a first team appearance. He was in the reserves. Oh yeah, and um, yeah, I, I, like I speak to him regular every 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 other week. So one question was, I want to ask you is um, uh, coming through like the sort of you, Frank's at Swansea stuff. Was there any player in that youth setup that? Um, you thought was going to make it but didn't or was there any or just throughout your career really was there any players that you saw in the youth set that thought oh yeah he's going to make no, it and then just turns out he doesn't no well the kid who was in my I think he was a year younger than me Swansea signed him on um, a four year contract so he would have been 14 really and by the time was, by the time he was 16 he put on a lot of weight and he couldn't get rid of it and he was there for two years doing nothing Really? Yeah, he, they signed him on it because he was that good as a 14-year-old. They signed him, obviously, a four-year contract or three-year contract. And he was just... <laughs> he knew, because he couldn't lose the weight, he and he was... He, he weren't the player he was as a kid. He just it just went stale. For two yeah. years. I was, I was there for two years. He was... He just, he just didn't... <laughs> he just weren't involved in anything. Yeah, that's, that's pretty mad, that to be fair. So, you'd have been on a scholarship then with Swansea? Yeah, yeah. Or was it? Yeah. yeah. They, gave a, they gave him a two or three year scholarship and then a year or two pro, uh, pro straight pro, which they don't normally do unless you're good. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty mad, that. Yeah. He put on that weight and he couldn't get rid of it. <laughs> and he's, mate, you put on weight in football and that's it. Unless you're Yamo. Was the move to Doncaster a bit weak? Because obviously you touched on just before you left the last game against Stoke and that period was like one of the best periods of your career. Was it weird like straight after you going to Doncaster? Yeah, well, what happened was I'd had a pain in my calf. I'd had a spasm in my calf and I couldn't get rid of it. It felt like I'd pulled my calf. Because mm. even, even a couple, I had, it, I had it a couple of years ago when I was non-league. It came on a couple of years ago when I was non-league and I played through it. It's, it's, it feels like you've pulled your calf, but you've not. So, Peter Taylor, I think, got the amp with me because I think I'd gone about, we had read in a way. And on the way down, I trained, trained brilliant all week. Then on the Friday, my calf started, um, my, my, nerve, my things started coming on again. And I said to Peter, I can't play. I can't do it. And I was on fire as well. That 
people have seen what I could do when I was playing. And I was on fire and I think he'd had, I think he just lost, he just lost to me and said he can go. And then my agent phoned me up and said, I've got Doncaster on the phone, do you want to go? And I obviously it was the week after Reading was the international thing. Hmm. And obviously for some strange reason, I didn't get called up complain championship football. I was I was saying that I've said this on my other pod, on the other podcast. I'm playing championship football and Wales are signing Wales are taking boys in League Two and League One. And I'm scratching my head going, I've just had the best six, eight weeks of my career, and I can't even get a game for Wales. Who at the time weren't doing that well, really. Do yeah, I'm looking League One and League Two, and you're like, I'm scratching my head. So my, my saying is. I'm the best. I'm one of the best Welsh players never to have a cap. It says on your Wikipedia you had seven caps for the national right. team for Wales. Under 21s, I was. Under 21s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it also says I'm six foot seven, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> so, Torbin Jaffra. <laughs> so it says so, next to it. One of my joiners, he's a massive Leeds fan. And uh, we have just, I just hammer him all the time. When he hammers me, I hammer him about Leeds and like, has been in that. And he's changed my Wikipedia, didn't he? If I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's too easy, isn't it, to change? That's, that's, a, yeah. question, that's a question that you got off someone's chin, but someone had done that. Yeah, it's, yeah, bloody, yeah. So he's, I need him to change it back. But yeah, he calls yeah. me up. Oh, how are you? I said I'm 6'2". He went, no, you're not. You're 6'7". I'm just putting it down on Wikipedia. He's 6'7". <laughs> I was like, why would you do that? So in terms of um, international reckoning, what do you think one of the reasons was as to why you didn't get picked? Or is that something you don't even know yourself? Man, I, to this day, I'm still scratching my head. Because like you say, I'm, I'm playing regular championship football. Because even when I left Hull, I got promoted with Doncaster in championship and I still couldn't get a game for Wales. Yeah. I'm scratching my head thinking, like, you're still picking boys from League One and League Two, and I'm playing regular in Championship. How can I not get a game? It just, just bewildered me, man. Yeah, it must have done, you know. Who was the manager at the time? Well, when he was at Doncaster, right. even at City. Who was the manager for? Sean O'Driscoll, wasn't he? Sean O'Driscoll. For, um, for Wales. Yeah. Because we played, I played, um, I played a game centre half. I played sweeper <laughs> Belarus hmm. uh, for Wales, and obviously Belarus. The Bel- they're only like five foot two, five foot three, and I'm I'm bringing it down to my chest, and because I was quicker than this. And he said, um, Mark, you said to me, oh, I'm thinking about taking you in the first squad. And then I will it. They turned to me, oh, I'm I'm not going to take you. Now. I'm going to take one of the other kids who's already been in the squad. And I'm there like, well, how am I going to get experience if you don't take me? So that was that, mate. And then, yeah, never got a, I never got a call up. I was on, when I was at Tramia, I, I was on standby, right? And 11 players pulled out and I still weren't called up. That, that's, that's ridiculous. Like, would you say if you got called up to Wales and you represented them, would that be the highlight of your career? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah. But it got to a point where I was playing championship. I'm thinking the Welsh game was coming up and I wouldn't even bother, mate. I wouldn't even... It was, it was like... I just mess around with the boys and say, oh, I've retired from international football. Mm. As, a, as a running joke in the change rooms. You know what I mean? Because he's, oh, how come you not being called up, Ben? 
and I guess yeah, I just, I just said Barkley a text and said I've, I've given up international. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Just that was that was a running joke. I'd have to say to the boys because I wasn't getting picked. Uh, I think before we go into some questions we have for, from us uh, and on Twitter as well, I just want to ask him um, about what what do you think of uh, Wales so far in the Euros and how far do you think they can go? Well, I think the World Cup, they win the semis, didn't they? Uh, the do you mean the last year? Euros. Euro 2016. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Last year. Yeah, they got semis, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah, nobody thought they'd do that. So anything could happen. Anything could happen. A little bit of luck in football. Anything could happen. Like Gareth Bale and Ramsey were seem to be on it. Yeah, the perfor- yeah. Perfor- performance against Turkey was outstanding, to be fair. Yeah, when you watch Bale and you're thinking like, <clears throat> just walk around the pitch, you just don't think his heart rate goes up above 120. But yeah, you know, he's going to score a worldly. Obviously, he didn't. He should have scored a, He should have scored that one the other day. Yeah. But you know, he, he, he's a special, he's a special player. He can do on, he can do anything at any time. So you, 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 you're looking at him, but like I say, he doesn't really, he doesn't really run much. So when you're not going to ball, you're thinking, Another play really well chasing down. But then when he gets the ball, you know things are going to happen. I think but, he's similar to quite a lot of players where, you know, he's that good that you give him the freedom of the pitch, really. You don't expect him to chase back. You just know that when no. he's up there, he'll be capable of doing anything for the ball. Well, one, people are talking about him being the best in the world, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, who am I to criticise him? But at the same time, I'm a fan and I, so... I can, but yeah, him and Ramsey, mate. Yeah, when you got him and Ramsey up top, and um, who's a Man United kid on the left? Dan James. Dan James, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you know I mean, he's lightning quick. You got Gareth Bale who's lightning quick, and then you got Alan Ramsey who's clever. So it's not bad. If I'm being honest. If I'm being honest. If, if England came up against Wales now, I'd fancy Wales more than England to be honest. Yeah, before, performance yeah, from us. Performance from yeah. us the other day was a bit drab, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, we're Wales. Apart from them three, you're looking down the list. There's no, there's not really big names, but they're a good team, mm. and that's needing football. That's what going from when I was a Hull, Doncaster, you we were a good team. Yeah, you, you, don't, you don't, you don't, you do always need the best ability players. No, no. But like we're Wales, they've got a good team and they've got a good front three as well. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They all work for each other. They know they're not big names, but they're all going to work for each other off the ball. I think one reason why Wales are, well, not necessarily successful, but in tournaments is because of the how the longevity and how many of them players have played for that long. Whereas with England, you've got so many quality players that are left out of the squad. And that could be quite you know, demoralising. Whereas Wales, you look at the bench and you're thinking, there's a few decent players on there, but you know who the main squad's going to be. Whereas with England, it's such like, you know, oh, the likes of Rashford, Sancho, there's so many options and great, you can't yeah. fit everyone into a team. England, you can yeah. pick two teams, can you? You can pick two really good teams on the day. Yeah. Easily. Maybe defence might get a bit unstuck, but midfield, forward line, you can pick two really, really good teams. Like, like Wales, I think the three subs were Wales, they looked about 16. Yeah. They pinned on them. I was like, I, I didn't know their names, but I, I was... Scratch him here thinking, is he under 21s? Is that Ruben Colwell? I think plays for Cardiff. He's, he's young, centre mid. Yeah, yeah. But they got players. Yeah. I mean, they, they graft, they graft, you know, like against Italy, you you, you have to graft because obviously the man down. 
and you'd, you'd, you'd two more goals and they would have been out, wouldn't they? Yeah. Well, but so fair play, so. Yeah, but I think a bit of Italy, I think they, they sort of give us that game at the end. As in to say, we're not really going to score because they were just passing it across the back line all the time. They did Quite saving to... themselves, weren't they, I think? But yeah, you, that know, you expected them to get more. Way. But it just looked like like um, the, 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 the Italian managers just took a little bang off Robert Page. Is it Robert Page? Yeah, Page. Yeah, Page. Robert Page, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think Page slipped him a little 50 note. <laughs> yeah. Because the last 10 minutes, he didn't really do anything. Italy just yeah. kept the ball. Yeah, they had made all the they made like ten changes, didn't they, to the team? But you yeah, know, that was, it still looks pretty good. Yeah, that was a bit bizarre because even they were time wasting as well. Yeah. for Wales. Considering Italy could have finished, still finished second if Wales won. You know, there was, but you know, they have confidence in the squad. Do you move yeah. on to the Twitter ones? Yeah, you've got them off, in, can't you? Uh, let me load them up. There's a couple here. One of them is most exciting prospects that you've seen at City at the minute. Um, uh, I'm I, honest. I don't. I am watched City at all this last season because of the pandemic. I just, I didn't really watch any football. Mm. So I just worked all the time. Just worked. Yeah. Yeah, because they didn't really show any football. Didn't really show much football, so was, no, it's just yeah. Unless you unless you pay ten pound, unless you pay ten pound on iFollow. <laughs> yeah, oh, it, it comes up on my. I'm following. I think Hull City on the Twitter thing. Yeah, they do show a lot of pictures and videos of the goals and stuff, but I haven't seen any games, so I can't really tell you that one. Yeah, <laughs> the other one was who, who's your favourite current City player? But I presume he's not really. <laughs> what, he's not watched many of them. Fair enough, you no, can't I give... can't. I, for no teams, nothing, none, none of the teams, because of the pandemic, I've not, I've not really. Yeah, that's fair. Football. Firstly, I'd like to thank Jason for coming on. It's been, been a great podcast. Um, he's gave great insight to his career, and you know he's been a class guest. Yeah, no problem. Really. Yeah, it was re- really, really enjoyed your your company on this podcast, and hopefully there's some more guests that we can get on in the future tell some similar stories but yeah it's been a pleasure to have you on it's been a great guest yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention as well my hat-trick was a perfect hat-trick head left, <laughs> left foot <laughs> no better way you can do it to be fair no, but, nah no no it's not mate no no it's not especially in fallouts against Doncaster brilliant my family were there as well that's it then